At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VCND Sports Betting Network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. All of us here at the network at VCN Live. NBA playoffs rolling on. We had game twos. And, well, we might have some series. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not in Miami. Because the Heat took care of business against the Hawks. They take a 2-0 lead. 115-105. They get the win and they get the cover. But Minnesota and the Grizzlies even at a game apiece after the Grizz defend home court in a big way. This is a game that we talked about last night. Kind of playing into the whole zigzag theory. But really just buying in on, much like the Dallas Mavericks, the home team that dropped game one. And really, the sense of urgency in game two. It's not a must win. You hate to call things a must win when it's not an elimination game. But losing home court advantage is bad enough when you drop one of the two games at home. If you go down 0-2 losing those two games at home, I don't know what your chances are of winning the series. Teams that are down 0-2 don't win their series in the first round anyway. It's, what, 93% teams that are up 0-2 
or 2-0, excuse me, are the teams that go on to win the series. I'll give you the, uh, the exact numbers here of the 2-0 series lead, okay? There have been 404 playoff series, or excuse me, there have been 435 playoff series with a 2-0 lead. 404 times the team that has the 2-0 lead has gone on to win the series, and 31 times the team that is down 0-2 has come back to win. In the first round, though, 188 series have had a 2-0 lead. 176 of them, the team that has the 2-0 lead has gone on to win just 12 times in the first round of the NBA playoffs as a team down 0-2 come back to win that series. So it was important for the Grizzlies to get back even, and that's exactly what they did. We loved the Grizzlies in the first half. You could have took them first half. You could have took them game. Any which way you saw fit, they win 124-96. to And then the nightcap. The game that I, th- I thought the spread was telling. And it could have been a little bit of zigzag playing in- into the-, the spread here. Because Phoenix was a 10-point favorite, 10.5-point favorite, if you will, in game one. They win by 11. They barely cover. And then in game two, they were a little bit less of a favorite. Nine and a half point favorite. The fact that it wasn't higher based on their win or the same based on their win, the fact that it opened up less, it it was indicative of where the books felt the, the the money was going to come in on. And really, you know, the Pelicans were the right side in game one. They just lost by one. Had a really good fourth quarter. And here in game two, the Pelicans were clearly the right side. They started out extremely well winning the first quarter, 30-28. And despite Devin Booker going off for 31 points in the first half, they were only trailing by five points going into the locker room. And then in the third quarter, Devin Booker leaves with the hamstring injury. And the momentum swing was real. I do give the Suns credit for battling without Devin Booker and playing pretty well, having a fourth quarter lead. But Brandon Ingram proved to be too much. 37 points, 11 boards, 9 dimes. The turnaround jumpers that he kept on hitting. And without Devin Booker at the end... It, it it really showed. They weren't able to get the points. And they were outscored in that fourth quarter, 35-31. And the Pelicans even up the series at a game apiece. And now, I am kind of concerned 
for the Phoenix Suns. This series now shifts to New Orleans, where the Pelicans will get a huge boost from their crowd. And if Devin Booker can't play, and that game's going to be on Friday, New Orleans might take a two games to one lead. And I'm not saying that they're going to win the series if they take a two games to one lead, but they've already stolen home court advantage. And by winning game three, they are firmly in the driver's seat in this series. Now, the Suns, of course, can win game four, regain home court advantage, turn it into a three-game series where two of the three games are back in Phoenix and they possibly you know, get Devin Booker back after he misses only one game. But this is the same injury. Remember, he had a hamstring injury this season and missed, what did he miss, uh, seven games? Last season, missed five games. Like, I just can't see him playing in this game coming up on Friday. And if I'm Phoenix, I think that I can get by losing that game or just, you know, listen, I'm not saying you're going to lose, playing the game without him and seeing what we can do and giving him extra time to rest until game number four on Sunday. That would be my plan. What will the Suns do? We don't know yet. There's no series price out for this because we don't know about Booker's availability and there is no odds up for the game three because of Booker's question marks here. Here's where we are, though, in the NBA first round. We have updated prices now. The Miami Heat, overwhelming favorites. Minus 1,600 to win the series. Hawks plus 900. The Grizzlies, who I talked about last night as a possible buy-in spot at minus 125 to win the series. With that win and evening things up at a game apiece, they are now minus 220 to win the series. Still a little bit less than what they were before the series started when they were upwards of, you know, minus 300 or so. But now uh, a good favorite here at minus 220, despite being even at a game apiece. Speaking of minus 220, that's exactly what the Boston Celtics are against the Brooklyn Nets. And the Nets at plus 180, I think, provides value. Especially considering that that game one came down to a buzzer beater where the Nets had a lead in the closing seconds. Celtics did not cover game one. If Brooklyn wins game two and evens this thing up, they steal home court advantage. Ben Simmons has been cleared for contact. He's not going to play in game two, but they have not ruled out the possibility of Ben Simmons actually playing here in this first-round series. And what impact does he have if he makes his debut, let's say, in Game 3 or Game 4? 
taking the Nets at plus 180 now seems like a pretty good grab to me. Especially when you think about the fact that they opened up as the favorite in this series. And then it was bet the complete opposite way. You know, it opened up, they were the favorite. Then it closed as the Celtics being the favorite in the series. Celtics were a four-point favorite in game one. They win. They do not cover. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in game two. And I think the Brooklyn Nets can very easily come away with a win in game two. And then, like I said, they steal home court advantage. And there is that possibility of Ben Simmons playing at some point in this series. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The schedule here for Wednesday, uh, we have um, that Nets and Celtics game. We're going to see that game, too. Uh, That's at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Game three between the Sixers and the Raptors will take place in Toronto. Philly, a point-and-a-half favorite. And then game two, Bulls and Bucks from Milwaukee with the Bucks. Laying 10 points. We will continue to break down the NBA playoffs, get into all the Major League Baseball action. Our play of the day was a push. Could have been a win, though. Some of you, I'm sure, won. Because I know some of you might have taken a plus run. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll get into all of that and more right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take this in 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, Major League Baseball tweeted out something... um, not too long ago, a little montage of, uh, I guess, home run swings from today. They called it homers, homers, and more homers. And then I quote tweeted, at which you can follow me, at Scott's on Air. And I said, now show all the warning track shots with your deadened human door baseballs. Yep. Unders went 11-5 and five today, I believe, in Major League Baseball. And unders have dominated early on in this season. I know our very own Adam Burke has been writing about this on vcin.com. But maybe it's the weather early in the season. It is cold in some of these cities. But I've noticed it. Watching these games and seeing some balls off the bats that seem like they would be home runs, and they're not. And I'm wondering if it is the humidor effect. For those who don't know, Major League Baseball has used humidors now in all 30 ballparks across the league. It used to be done in Colorado only. And then last season, a couple of uh, teams used humidors. And this season, every team is using humidors. What does it do? 
increasing the humidity of the baseballs, it uh, reduces the flight, if you will. Humidity increases distance because balls fly easier through humid air. That's what uh, somebody posted on Twitter that is writing a little article here about it. But I feel like adding some humidity to the baseballs adds to the drag and therefore reduces the distance that you're going to get on a ball. It actually deadens the baseball. But some would argue that in more humid areas, it actually increases distance. So there's a a little bit of a science thing that has to go in here. Um, We know that in places like in Colorado with thin air, other places like in Arizona, I think Atlanta as well, uh, their ballparks are at a little higher elevation, um, thinner air, things like that, and um, less humidity in certain places as well. But in maybe more humid places, um, could actually lead to a reverse effect. We will see. Uh, Ten teams used humidors, according to the San Diego Union-Tribune, in 2021. Uh, Conditions mandated by MLB are 70 degrees and 57% humidity. Colorado is 65% because of its unique conditions. And um, apparently, we will see the distance change across the league. And I think we've noticed it. Like I said, our very own Adam Burke's been writing about this at vcin.com, talking about the average distance on batted balls this year has been less. And again, I don't know if it's because of the weather in some of these cold cities or the humidor effect, but we are seeing less runs, less home runs, and we're seeing a ton of unders. And I don't think that it is uh, just random that we are seeing this happen. Do we follow this trend? Do we keep hammering unders? Look, the Baltimore Orioles have now hit the under in every game they've played this season. Does it have to do with the baseball or does it have to do with them just being a bad team? What's crazy is that their pitching is actually playing well, but they're not scoring any runs. I thought taking a look at the unders at home in Baltimore would be something to look at because not only are they using humidors, but they also move the fences back in left field to make less home runs. And so, yeah, you know, there was unders in all six games in Camden Yards this year. But it's not just there. It's on the road as well. They scored four runs in their three games in Tampa. And so far through the first two games, 
in Oakland, they have only scored two runs. And by the way, can the A's just move to Vegas already? The crowd at the Oakland game here on Tuesday was the smallest crowd in 42 years. There was 3,000, about 3,000 and change. That's how many fans were in attendance at this game. There's more fans at the Aviators games here in Vegas. 3,700-something capacity? That's embarrassing. Anyway. So, we will see if the under-trend continues across Major League Baseball and exactly what is the culprit for it. Will it uh, will it be because of the humidor effect? I think yes. Balls are dying sooner. They're being hit out maybe a little bit harder, but they're dying once they get out. So that's something that absolutely we got to keep an eye on. Look, you know, looking. All these unders and these home runs. I had my first five bet today. My play of the day was the Diamondbacks in the first five against Yoan Adon. Now, I have faded Yoan Adon in all three of his starts this season. Why? Because he's not major league ready. This is a guy that was in single A last year, moved up through the system very fast. He's got control issues and gives up hard contact. He gave up five runs in each of his first two starts. And through his first nine innings, had had only had one clean inning. Only one, one, two, three inning. So what happened in this Diamondbacks game against the Nationals? Well, naturally, Adon has a one, two, three first inning. So I'm thinking, hey, this guy has had one clean inning in his first two starts, and now he has a clean inning to start this game. But it's okay, because that would be the only clean inning he would have. Except, well, I guess in the top of the fifth, he got one, two, three as well. So two clean innings. But there were two balls, particularly, two balls that were hit in this game. And I believe it was the top of the fourth inning. Well, that was might have been one in the third, one in the fourth. But there were two balls hit. One by Smith and one by Seth Beer that off the bat, gone. Both went to the wall, to the warning track, to the wall. Is it because it was cold in D.C., about 49-something degrees? Or is the ball dying because of the humidor effect? Something that is absolutely going to have to be dealt with this season. Coming up next, we'll continue the conversation with our very own Dave Ross. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Zetterberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Joining me now, our very own Dave Ross. You catch him all across the network, as well as First Strike, our combat sports show here at VSIN. Follow him on Twitter at DRoss Sports. And, well, Dave, your Mets are off to a very good start, 9 and 3 after sweeping a double dip from the Giants today. You must be thrilled. I really am. And again, they've been uh, first five Warriors so far in the first month of the season. Now, today didn't look like they were going to get there. They didn't get all the way there, but they got you a push uh, with three in the bottom of the fifth to come back and ultimately win that game one in thrilling fashion uh, with the walk off there uh, by Frankie Lindor. And then game two, Mad Max is out there. He's got a, a no no going through six. And, you know, it's, it's so exciting to see as a, as a Metropolitan fan. And, again, I say this, I did not wager the 88-and-a-half total wins uh, and play the over at the beginning of the season. This is why they're winning on a consistent basis because I didn't, I didn't jinx them <laughs> out of the box here. And this is so enjoyable to watch. Now, you have, I was talking to a couple other Met fans that I talked to on a daily basis just about. And, you know, we're all starting to get very excited about this. If you do get some future plays in there now, and books will adjust, when you see the win totals, you have to think as long as they can keep going and going like this, if they can keep this pace up without Jacob DeGrom, I almost say be cautious because you've seen what happened last year uh, when the Mets faltered down the stretch. That was partially because they were trying to bring back DeGrom. They didn't know how much they could use him, and they kind of forced some issues here. I would not even think about DeGrom coming back until the All-Star break. So I wouldn't get in on those World Series features right now for the Mets with this hot start. There will be a swoon coming at some point before the All-Star break. Then realize that Jacob DeGrom is going to come back to what's been the best pitching staff, starting pitching staff in all of baseball so far, Scott. That's when I think you might look at some of those numbers again because the value right now is gone because of this very hot start to the beginning of the season. What do you think about their game coming up tomorrow? It's going to be a Carlos Rodon on the hill for the Giants against Chris Bassett. Well, I mean, again, I just don't know how right now, first five, first five unders, and again, they, they had a lot more runs today with that three in the bottom of the fifth year uh, to make it a 4-4 game. I would have to play the under in the first five, the way Rodon's pitched so far. And obviously, you know, he had a career year last year in Chicago, and I'm sure a lot of people thought, well, is he going to be the same guy in San Francisco? So far, he looks like it. And Chris Bassett was an all-star in Oakland, and I know you and I talked about it before the season. I told you how excited I was for this rotation back when we thought DeGrom would still be in the fold as the number three, his attitude, the way he carries himself, I don't care what the back of the, the name is on the back of the jersey. I'm going to shove it, and I'm coming at you. And I, I got to tell you, man, right now, that pitching staff is feeding off one another. I expect a good outing from Bassett, but I don't know that the Mets offense will get a whole lot done against Rodon early on. I think the under in the first five is the way to go. What's your take on all the unders so far in the season? Well, you know, I saw your tweet about, uh, you know, maybe the deadened uh, baseball, and it kind of made me chuckle because, you know, baseball always is trying to figure out how are we going to get back the fan base? Well, the games are too long, but people want offense. Well, how do you get those two things to mesh? Well, you bring in the DH and you say, look, we're going to give you the offense that you're looking for. But maybe these balls aren't going to go as far. Maybe they're not as, 
as tightly juiced. I shouldn't use that word. I know it's bad in baseball vernacular. Uh, they're not as tightly. The, the seams aren't as tight as we've maybe seen in the years past. I mean, the balls aren't flying out, so we're keeping the scoring down, but yet we're getting the hitters, and you're not watching pitchers bat. So it feels like they're trying to square some circles that I don't think long-term are really going to fix. The game is the game. i got to be honest with you. I was so excited, obviously, today with the double dip, and they didn't play seven-inning doubleheaders with ghost runners and kegs in the outfield. We actually played real baseball rules and played nine innings in each game. I've never seen a sport that I still can't believe this actually happened. And we went through seasons like this where the objective was we're going to give our fan base less of the product and sell them to get you out of the game sooner. Like it's the worst mixed messaging ever from a commissioner in a league I've ever seen. I just couldn't imagine going, you know what we need to do with football? Give the fans less of the product. That's what baseball tried to sell. And, and act like they were doing something for the good of the game. It wasn't. Baseball is baseball. If you if you got a place to be, it's probably not going to be the game for you. I love the game the way it is. Let's get back to playing real baseball, nine inning double headers. And look, we're going to get runs scored in Major League Baseball. These under trends are not going to continue for that much longer. The weather will heat up, and we'll get guys in June, and it'll start being blast off season right now. But while it's still cold in the East Coast. I would keep looking at the weather, and I would play more unders and overs right now, certainly if you're in doubt with, with good starting pitching in colder temperatures across the country. Or if you're playing against the Baltimore Orioles, because they go under in every <laughs> single game that they have played so far this season. I know some stats have them at, uh, what is it, 10-0-1. Uh, but uh, if you were a sharp better and you got the, the one game against the Brewers at 9.5, then it did go under rather than push the total of nine, but uh, yeah, every game's going under in Baltimore, dude. The the crowd in Oakland here tonight. Oh my was god! Oh my god! Thirty eight, thirty seven hundred people. I mean, they, they don't. This is just pathetic. They, they're not putting any money into the organization. The fans don't. No. The fans aren't even supporting them at this point. The ballpark is literally a cesspool. Uh, I, this team has to relocate and has to relocate fast. And I think they have to relocate, relocate right here to Las Vegas. I mean, you know, it's so interesting seeing uh, the way that Las Vegas is, you know, obviously the gambling capital of the world, and we love it here at Eason, and obviously it's sports betters. But it's now arguably becoming the sports mecca of the United States. If, if baseball gets here, the A's get here, and I do think they'll get here, and then you get an NBA team to complete the big four, my goodness, they've gone from having zero professional teams and I do believe this could all be a reality within the next five years at the latest, with the NBA maybe being the last one to get over here. But, Scott, i got to tell you, you'll be talking about Las Vegas for the first, like, generations as the sports mecca in the United States. And I, that's something you wouldn't even see on the radar a decade ago. And obviously it all started with the Golden Knights, and then you bring in the Raiders, and boom, this place is jumping. It just feels like a legit sports town. The A's have to get here. It's going to be better for Major League Baseball, certainly better for the A's, and you know this city is, is accommodating and can't wait for them to run here fast enough. I want to get into the NBA playoffs with you. Maybe I'll pull that to the next segment uh, because okay. I want you to tell me about this Tyson Fury fight coming up here on Saturday. Well, you know, it's so funny. I haven't really given a full handicap on it yet because I've still been immersed in UFC, shameless plug, check out First Strike, First Look. Did the show today with Nick Kalikas right there at Circus Sportsbook, uh, laying those numbers. But look, 
Whenever you get a Tyson Fury fight, it, it, it's just like he is such an anomaly to me because, Scott, I didn't see great heavyweight champion that we'd be talking about for generations when I looked at Tyson Fury uh, coming into his own, if you will. And now, obviously, with the fights against Deontay Wilder, it's changed the perspective of a guy, guy like Tyson Fury forever. And I think now we're going to start to look back on him like, is he a Larry Holmes type heavyweight with a guy that you look at and you go, how good is he? Or is he just a product of the environment? Larry Holmes, for those that don't remember, really ruled the 1980s until Mike Tyson came along. That's the way Tyson Fury feels to me because I did not think he was better than Deontay Wilder coming up. And then clearly those two fights, he proved absolutely he was better than Wilder. And Wilder was the guy we were talking about as the, the great American heavyweight champion. That's what we always want here in the United States. And you got this guy coming over from the UK and whipping him twice. I think we have to rethink Tyson Fury historically. As for Saturday night, I just I don't know if he's going to carry if he's going to go out there for the kill, it's really hard for me to handicap that one right now. And I don't want to give something out on a Tuesday until I'm prepared later on in the week. Yeah, Tyson Fury by KO, TKO, or DQ is minus 150 right now mm-hmm. uh, by decision or technical decision, plus 220. Dylan White by decision or technical decision, Plus 2,200. <laughs> and Dylan White by KO, TKO, or DQ is plus 450. I... Well, see, that's the only way he can win. Yeah. And there it is, right? He's got to do the Hurricane McNeely thing against Mike Tyson way back in the day. Come out, throw haymakers. The, the problem for the handicapper for me is, again, Tyson Fury is a showman, Okay. The entrance is going to be what people are really going to watch. <laughs> is he going to carry him for seven rounds to put on a show to give you value for your ticket to pay for it and watch it? That's the worry for me. How motivated will Tyson Fury be? I actually think this fight might go a little bit longer than people think for that very reason. I, the only danger for Fury is if he comes out too fast and he gets caught. That's it. He knows that if I can drag this, with my pace, I never tire. We saw it in the Wilder fights. Let me just put on a show, do some bolo punches, get this thing later on into the night, and then I might look for a late stoppage when I know that the decision is not in jeopardy. Let's get into the NBA playoffs coming up next. He's Dave Ross. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, joined now by our very own Dave Ross. You follow him on Twitter at DRoss Sports, host Betting Across America for Strike, our MMA show, which is available now up on VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's get into the NBA playoffs here, Dave. Uh, how concerned are you for the Phoenix Suns? after they drop game two here to the Pelicans and lose Devin Booker to a hamstring injury? Uh, I'd be slightly concerned if I was a Suns backer in this one, and I know people that had Suns and four tickets, they got to rip those up tonight. 
after Book goes out at halftime. He had 31 points at the half, incredible first half, hit track three right before the buzzer. But the interesting point about that is, think of this, Scott. Before the injury, and I'm talking about Book's incredible first half, he's got 31 at the break, and even with that three at the gun, Pelly's only down five. Pelly's led after the first quarter. They came out and put their best foot forward. And then the fourth quarter, and obviously Booker's long gone by this point, after he injures that other hammy, the, the, the right hammy, the left hand is one that was giving him fits uh, earlier. Now he's got a right hammy situation here. We'll figure out how long, if any time, he misses at all. But let's just say he's back. We know he's not going to be 100% the book going forward, right? So now you've got a guy that could be like a Chris Paul scenario where we saw years ago in Houston and, you know, couldn't, you know, injuries happen and bad timing happens. It always seem to happen around a team that CP3 is on. I don't know how that happens, but it does. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you get your best player in, in, in book, and, and he, he might either, if not miss time, at least not be exactly the same guy. I think there's danger here. Remember, Kelly's before the day started, they were 14-1 to 1, uh, to win this series. And I thought, well, there's no value in that. How in the world are they going to win one game, let alone four? What a difference eight hours makes from this morning through the night. And then you see the way they played, even with – Full steam ahead, Devin Booker, and they were still right there at halftime. And now you don't have Devin Booker, and now you got to go back to New Orleans. Game three is now becoming pivotal. And you know Chris Paul is, is built for these things. He did not have it tonight. I heard something that Chuck, uh, Charles Barkley said after the game. He said, look, I know when I was an aging superstar what it's like to be an older player. You just can't get it back in reserve like you did one night to the next. And he goes, I could tell early on, Barkley said, that he was not the same CP3 that you saw in game one. He's going to have to be game one CP3 if Devin Booker either can't go or is not full steam ahead. Devin Booker, these are young guns, man. You saw them tonight. New Orleans did not back down at all. Brandon Ingram has been an enigma for a lot of years. I know a lot of people that really think this is a superstar. I said it today on the show uh, on the Lombardi line. You know, stars are not made in the regular season. Stars are made in the postseason. Carl Anthony Towns, we'll, we'll get to Cat here in a second. That's a great regular season player. Can he be a great playoff performer? Brandon Ingram was a difference maker tonight. He was a superstar in a game against the number one seed on the road, taking the best shots from their bigs, and he didn't back down one iota. If he plays like that for the next three, four, five games, this series could be a lot longer than people think. I don't think they're live to win the series, but that is predicated on what percentage Devin Booker is if he plays and if he can play at all. The Grizzlies even up their series with the Timberwolves at a game apiece, uh, a dominating victory, 124-96. You know, before this game, Dave, you could have gotten the Grizzlies to win this series at minus 125 because they were down one game to none. Now that they earned the split here, do you favor them to win the series as the books have now made them minus 220 to win this series? I do, and it's good to see them play with John Morant. He also had a, a little bit on a screen. He got rubbed a little bit there, and he had to leave the game for a little bit, but came back in the fourth quarter. I know some people are questioning why is he back out there. I think he needed to know that he can play through this, and he's going to be okay. But he was a superstar. He was a star of stars tonight for Memphis, and he is going to have to be that guy. You kind of get the feeling after a competitive first quarter that I believe the lead was 11 at the break for Memphis, that Minnesota kind of checked out and said, all right, we got our split. That's what we came for. Let's not exert all this energy here in the second half. 
in a game. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to win. So we'll kind of back up the truck here, get on the plane and get back to the land of a thousand lakes. And let's go ahead and see what happens in game three. Game three is all about Minnesota. It's a game they have to win if this is going to be a six, seven game series. And I got to be honest with you. I see them now at what? Plus a dollar 85. You know, that's not a bad price tag for a team that does have home court. And I do think Minnesota at home, they're, they're a different ball club at home at the target center. And, you know, Memphis, they got it rocking tonight down there. They're, I'll be very interested to see how they react. Remember, this is still a very young basketball team trying to figure it out. So we know that Minnesota hasn't been there, done that, and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. But at home, they're going to feel much more comfortable. I really do like Minnesota here in game three. I think this will be a good bounce back spot for them. And I do see this as being a six, seven game series. So if you can figure out a way to lock in profit as these odds keep shifting with each team winning and losing, let's say Minnesota goes ahead and does win game three, you know, you might be apt to hop back in on Memphis. Cause I do think eventually if I had to play it, I, I could see Memphis winning in a game seven, but if you can give me a big time plus price, and figure out that pendulum swings the other way and try to lock in those plus prices. You're always trying to lock in profit. This might be one of those series where you might have that opportunity. Speaking of the plus 180 price range, that's what you can get the Brooklyn Nets right now to Mm -hmm. win their series against the Boston Celtics. Game one came down to a buzzer beater, and the Celtics get the win, but they do not cover. And in that game, Kevin Durant was terrible. A 9 of 24 from the field, you know he's going to be better. Can I entice yeah. you to grab the plus 180 on the Brooklyn Nets? I absolutely. I have one question about the Brooklyn Nets, and I asked Will Hill, of course, does a great job with the New York City Cavs right here on Beeson. My one question is this. Where's Kyrie's head? Because, look, Kyrie the player, there is just nothing not to like in the basketball for. He's a savant out there. I do worry about the annex in Boston if that now is in his head. We saw when he was leaving a fourth, they lose that one-point game. It's got to be heart-wrenching for that guy because you know he wants to stick it to that fan base because they're trying to stick it to him. I think it's all fair in love and sports. I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. My only concern would be as a better is that he is going to be mentally engaged with the teammates instead of the crowd. It did not seem to affect him one iota on the court. It's one of the best second-half performances you're going to see in a long time. But to waste that performance, Scott, is the one thing that would hurt me as a Nets backer. I do like them. So I think they're very live in the series and certainly in game two. But let's say Kevin Durant, he's got to be better. And I expect Kevin Durant will be better in game two. So even if you have a little regression for Kyrie, I don't know if he can play at that subhuman level here for for four or five games. You got to expect Durant to be better. And the scenes were pretty damn good. I mean, they got big time contributions from a bunch of different guys. If that's the best Marcus Smart can do against Kyrie Irving, defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, good luck, Boston, because, again, he looked unstoppable. I do think he'll taper off, but I look for Kevin Durant to pick up that slack. I think there's a war all the way. And, yeah, at almost, what, plus $1.85 for the series price, my dog, but game two does concern me a little bit because I just don't know how Kyrie can play any better, and they still are. No word yet on Luka Doncic's availability for Game 3 in Utah, but the Mavericks currently plus 6. Looking at the way that they played in those first two games, Kane, uh, are you interested in jumping in on them at plus 6? 
Not in game three, because I think what you just alluded to there is if we can get through one more game mm. and let's see how it is at halftime without Luca and give him another kind of full week off, right? Before you have to play game four, man, then all of a sudden they're down two one. That's when I might be more apt to hop in on the match. If I know I'm getting 90% Luca in a game four, even potentially down two games to one, Give me that plus money there. You better believe it. Look, down another game potentially, because I don't know if they go to Utah and count Jalen Brunson to do what he did again in game two and get contributions from guys you just don't expect to get that type of scoring from. I mean, I I was stunned they were able to put up, what, 110 in game two against Utah. i got to think you get a much better defensive effort from Utah in game three back home. I feel like it's going to be a really low scoring, grinded out, or at least low scoring from Dallas' perspective, if Luca can't go. And I just think the game two win might buy them enough time to say, Hey Luca, I know you, you want to go. I know you're ready to go. We're going to sit you out and give you another three or four full days off of rest and treatment. So then when we're ready for game four, we might be up against them, but Hey, if we steal it even better, but if not, what we're looking at is we expect even down to one. If we have you the rest of the way, we can absolutely win this series. Dave, I appreciate the time and the conversation as always. We'll talk again soon. Yes, sir, Scott. He is Dave Ross. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.